church family. Please turn with me to John chapter 8. Today we're going to be looking at verses 31 to 38. And we're going to take a look. We've taught this whole time about what it means to just say you believe in Jesus, but actually step into that belief uh, to actually abide in him and he in, a, in you. And then in that, uh, we have this living water. We have the bread of life. Uh, we have Jesus. Um, and with that comes freedom. Uh, and we're going to take a look at this passage. So read with me John chapter 8, verses 31 to 38. It says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. And slave, the slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do, do what you have heard from your father. Um, and so here's Jesus. If you look back on verse 30, it shares that there are some that believe. Um, and so here's Jesus with this group of people who say they believe. And he's going to kind of give them, okay, you say believe. What does that mean? Uh, what are you going to receive from me if you say that you believe and actually truly believe? So there's a difference between a believer and a disciple. Okay, uh, a believer believes some stuff, right? You can believe all sorts of things. Um, and you have some knowledge, you have some head knowledge, uh, you, you believe certain things for a test at school so that you remember these things, like you have this head knowledge of things that you believe. And there are many in this world who have this head knowledge of, yeah, I believe that Jesus was some man that lived in history. I believe there's a God, some man upstairs, uh, some eternal divine being in this world. Uh, so it's, it's more than just to say that you believe. Uh, and what does James 2 say? That who else believes in Jesus? The demons believe. They know who Jesus is. They know who God is. So Jesus is saying, okay, you say believe in me. Let's really explain, or let me explain this to you about what it really means to believe and what it means to actually be my disciple. Uh, the word disciple here is someone who is abiding in his word, in Jesus and his word, uh, that you have gone all in. A disciple goes all in. There's other words for a disciple, a devotee, a fan, which is short for fanatic, a pupil, a groupie. Like these are disciples. These are people who have gone all in, have given up everything to follow someone. Um, I currently am a disciple of the gym. Now, I know gym isn't a person, okay? But I, two months ago or so, was like, look, I'm 54 years old. I, my joints are getting a little stiff. I know you guys don't deal with that. I know, I know there's medication for that. But, but I'm like, I need to do something. Um, I still have, love riding a bike. It's a lot easier, by the way, to ride a bike uh, being less weight. 
Okay, you're working, it doesn't make sense, right? You're working harder with more weight on the bike, so lose weight, you don't have to work so hard. Uh, so back in December, I decided I've got to go all in. And I don't know if anyone else deals with diets and workout things, but if you don't go all in, you're gonna like hit it really great for a few days and then Monday morning rolls around or the weekend's coming and you'd rather just treat yourself, right? By the way, I'm an emotional eater. Did you know that? I eat when I have a bad day because I deserve something nice. And then I eat to celebrate when I have a good day. <laughs> it's a mess. So I had to go all in. Um, and since December, uh, I've hit the gym. I'm down 26 pounds. Uh, I have more to go. But I knew that if I didn't go all in, if I didn't you know, become a disciple of nutrition, a disciple of working out and, and go absolutely committed, there is nothing that was gonna happen, right? We can say that. I believe that if you work out, you're gonna get stronger. I believe if you eat healthy, you're going to lose weight. Okay, those are great beliefs, but I had to actually put that belief in action. And here's Jesus saying, look, that's great that you believe in me. The demons believe in me. What are you gonna do about it? You've gotta go all in. Um, you've got to absolutely go in and, and have this relationship with Jesus and this picture of abiding uh, with him and abiding in him. Uh, a disciple of Jesus goes all in and there's a life change that happens. There's a heart change that happens. Uh, and where are we in our, in our relationship with Jesus? Are we all in? Are we calling ourselves a disciple of Jesus? Not just going to class, not just going to worship. We have great discipleship classes, by the way. But it's, it's a life change that happens. Um, and what does that look like? Jesus uses the word abide. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Um, and what does it mean to abide in Jesus and, and abide in his word? Turn with me over to John chapter 15, and we'll get there, which is, by the way, always the danger of going through a book, because there's some really awesome stuff coming, and I don't want to give you all of it at one time, um, but I love that, that not only are what we're, what we're going through in the book of John, it is supported before and after within the book of John and all through scripture. So read with me John 15, uh, and this is verses 1 through 8. Here's a picture of a vine. Um, and Jesus is going to use the word abide a lot throughout this passage. So read with me John 15, 1 through 8. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And that it may, be that it may bear, or in every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. And if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you may bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So here's this picture of a, what it looks like to abide in Jesus. Uh, 
and for us to have uh, everything going all in with him and relying completely on him. Abiding in Jesus and his word means he is our lifeline. All of our, our life comes from him. Um, when we pull ourselves away from that vine, away from who Jesus is, then we can do nothing. Uh, that verse 5 says, Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Our life is in Jesus. His words are our, our sustenance, our food, our nutrition, our, our life is in Jesus. And only in Jesus. There's no other source that we need to rely on. It is Jesus and only Jesus. If we're abiding in him, our lives are marked by a deep hunger for scripture and his words. Um, spending time in God's word. To abide in Jesus and to abide in his word, we have access to scripture. We have access to see all that Jesus taught, all that God is wanting us to learn through his word. Um, and that's where we get our life. That is where we, we go to when we're hungry and when we're thirsty. And we've talked about that, the bread of life, the, the living water comes from abiding in Jesus and going after him and getting all that we need from this book and through our relationship with him. And Things happen when we go outside that source, don't we? Um, working out's great in the gym. All right, I can get up early. I can do my stuff. But I tell you, the nutrition part is important. If you're not eating the right things, your body is not going to uh, react the way that you want it to react. Um, and so nutrition and getting this, the right energy and fuel for your body is going to benefit you greatly. Getting the right fuel and, and sustenance in our relationship with Jesus and in our spiritual life is going to benefit us greatly. And yes, we have access, full access to Jesus as our Lord and Savior, but it's a daily choice to go after him, to be a disciple of his word, to get into his word, to abide in him. And by the way, if you're eating right and working out, there's going to be outward changes. If Christ is truly your Lord and Savior, if you are absolutely abiding in him and he in you, there's going to be some outward evidence of that faith. And we see this, that abiding in Jesus and his word means producing spiritual fruit. Uh, here's this passage talking about uh, from the vine, it, there you're going to bear fruit if you're living in Jesus and abiding in him. Verse 8 says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Uh, there is going to be evidence of love, that they will know that you are a Christian by your love and how we treat each other. Uh, pay, peace and patience and kindness. We could sing the fruit of the Spirit song all the time. But there's, if, if there's an actual heart change, life change in your life, there is going to be evidence outside of your life the way that you speak to others, the way that you treat others, uh, the, the life that you live is representative of what you love and representative of what and who you are a disciple of. And if we're all in with Jesus, it's going to be evident in our life. Remember we talked about gushing living water, um, bright lights that we live and, and shine through, shine Jesus to this world. That's, that's an amazing opportunity that we have. Um, there should be evidence in our life, and that's a strong witness. 
by the way, everyone has an amazing testimony. Do you realize that? You know, you're, you're, you might get asked, some of you have already been asked to share your testimony. We're doing one on the 20th. And I understand, oh, I didn't get saved from drugs and alcohol or a sex addiction or whatever. You know, there wasn't this dramatic change. Yes, there was. I don't care if you grew up in the church. I don't care if you, in your mother's womb, were church attending and kept your nose clean and lived this great life. You have gone from death to life. There is no greater testimony than that. Okay? God will continue to do amazing things in your life, and there are some amazing testimonies. But every testimony is amazing because of what Jesus has done, moving us from death to life. And that's going to show if we are truly abiding in him. By the way, if you go through scripture, every story, every case in scripture that a person has been set free from sin and given a new life by God has immediately begun sharing with the people nearby. There, there's such a change. How, if that change happens, you're not going to, there's nowhere in scripture that someone had their life saved sin forgiven, given eternal life, a relationship with Jesus Christ, and they're like, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to go back to my house and keep doing the same, you know what I mean? Look at the Samaritan woman. That story would look a lot different if she's like, ah, thanks, Jesus, you know. No, what, her life was radically changed. If we're abiding in Christ and he is abiding in us, there's going to be a heart change and life change, and there's going to be external evidence of that faith that we have in him. So here Jesus is telling these new believers that if you abide in me, <clears throat> in my words, then you will truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and in that truth you will be made free. Uh, when we abide, abide in Jesus and he in us, our life becomes dependent on him, nothing else. We depend on his word, the Bible as truth, and not just parts of it, by the way, all of it. Um, that we depend on him. There is no other truth, not from man, not from religion, only Jesus. It is only Jesus that we have life and have it abundantly, and that leads to freedom. Look back at John 8, verse 32. We have freedom from sin, and we have freedom in Jesus. Uh, verse 32 and 33 says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have not been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Because it's true freedom. It is freedom from sin and death. Uh, and those who were there were like, well, we're already free. And technically they weren't. Politi politically they weren't. Uh, they were under, uh, they as a people had dealt with slavery in Egypt different oppressions throughout the time of the judges as we see through the Old Testament, the exile in Babylon, the current Roman domination. They were under Roman rule at this time. So they weren't politically free. Maybe they thought they were safe because they were secure in this identity as Abraham's descendants, um, that they were, they were the blessed people of God. But freedom to which that, that Jesus is talking about doesn't come from racial or religious identity. It only comes from him. It can only be through Jesus. The true solution to this sin and, this freedom, and the freedom allowed from sin only comes from Jesus. 
And by the way, that's the worst kind of enslavement is sin. Verse 34 and 35, Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. And slave, the slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. Each of us are guilty of sin. Okay, I'm guilty of sin. Preparing this message, I sin. Uh, we are all still dealing with sin in our life. Um, and there are those who are living in sin who don't have Jesus, who don't have the freedom that we have <clears throat> in Christ. And because our, of our sin, we deserve hell. We, des we deserve an eternity separated from God um, and not following Jesus and not with him. And here's a holy God, uh, a holy, perfect God who can't have anything to do with sin. Um, and when we sin, even one time, the nature of God and his holiness does not allow sin or darkness to even be close to him. So we're stuck. We are, we are enslaved in our sin, and there is no way out. The only way out is through Jesus. Um, and this sin causes a, a gap, a chasm between us and God, causes this separation from God. And in verse 35, it tells us that our slavery forbids us from remaining in the house with God. Uh, so here's this picture of if you've sinned at all, then you're not allowed in the house. And this house represents this relationship with God. Jesus is there. The son is there. He's allowed. Um, but here's this, here's this home uh, where peace, love, and joy, and hope exist. Uh, the forgiveness of sin. But we don't have access to that when we have sin. And so our sin has to be dealt with. And we are a slave that isn't allowed to be in the house and, and be a part of the family um, because of our sin. Only sons and daughters are invited into the house, those who are uh, with God and with Jesus. And so when our, with our sin, we're separated. But we do have hope, don't we? We have that freedom from sin from, in Jesus, in Jesus alone. Look at 34 through 36 again. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Jesus is our only hope uh, to set us free from slavery of sin. And that was a plan all along. Let me go to John, back to John chapter 1 says, for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The truth, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Uh, that truth is who Jesus is. Uh, the freedom is found in Christ and Christ alone. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And then John 14, 6 we know this. What does Jesus say? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. It is only through Jesus that we have access to the Father. Only one path of freedom, one way of salvation, one hope for sinners like you and me, and that's Jesus. And we see that, that we have this forgiveness. And by the way, we get to go and hang out in the house. Let me read to you 1 Peter 1, 3, 3 through 5. Um, 
1 Peter 1, 3 through 5 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Look at verse 4. To an inheritance that is imperishable and defiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. An inheritance means we are heirs. Join heirs with Jesus. We are in the family. We get to be in the house in our sin. Our sins are forgiven. Uh, and so we aren't exiled out from the house as slaves, but we are welcome as sons and daughters of the Father because of Jesus. And so we get to hang out and we get to be in the house. And yes, but Pastor Randy, I still sin. And you just said sin separates us. Yes, it does separate us, but not under the covering of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Through him, we have forgiveness. Through him, we have eternal life in him. And yes, we're going to still sin. But remember, we talked about abiding in Jesus and Jesus abiding in us. Um, if you're abiding, that's kind of the verb tense, right? You're abiding, you're living in someone, you're, you've given your life over to him. But what about the word abode? Okay, welcome to my humble abode. Usually th you, you think of a home, a place that you reside. Um, and that is that same picture of you're abiding in a home. That is your abode. Are you following with me? Here's the thing. We still sin, but if our home is with God the Father and Jesus and we're in that home, that is our abode. That is where we are abiding but yeah, we still wander off. We still sin. But if we know our home is with Jesus, we're going to come back. Okay, it's one thing to not have that security and, and salvation in Jesus. Because if you're not abiding in, it, in him, you're off on your own. And you're dealing with sin and you're going to have to pay the consequences for sin. But if you're abiding in Jesus, your home is with him. And I pray that everyone understands that. And if you're not sure where you're abiding, please come and talk to me. Talk to someone about it, what it means to receive Jesus, to not just say you believe in him, but receive him as Lord and Savior, to abide, to give your life fully to him, uh, for him to come in and do an amazing work in your life. Please make that clear and 100% certain. And if you're not Please come and talk to myself or someone um, because we are stuck in our sin. But freedom comes in Jesus uh, through his forgiveness. We are saved by the grace of Jesus, putting our faith in him. And it is through his sacrifice that paid for our sin, his shed blood. And then he rose again to conquer, conquer sin and death, giving us access to the Father, giving us access to this house that we get to spend eternity in heaven with him. So therefore, Jesus is our only hope to be set free from the slavery of sin. And let me close with this. If you go to Romans 6, 22 to 23, because here's something about freedom. Freedom isn't just independence from something. It's like you're not just released from some, the slavery of sin, but it is actually a dependence on someone. And that someone is Jesus. Romans 6, 22 and 23 says this. But now that you have been set free from sin 
and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So yes, set free from sin, but then we become slaves of God. We have given our lives completely over to God, abiding in Christ and abiding in him completely and having our lives uh, be molded and, and shaped into looking more like Jesus uh, for us to continue to pursue him with all of us. So how dependent are we on Jesus? Uh, how dependent are we? Not just for our, our, our way to heaven. Okay, that's, that's very important. But today, how dependent are we on Jesus today, this morning, as we leave this place? Yes, we get to come and enjoy worship together. But how dependent are we on Jesus? How is our discipleship? Okay, not just showing up to class. Glad you're here for worship. How is our all-in as a disciple of Jesus and, and having access to him? And, and not just access to him, but, but pursuing him in our life. As we leave this place today, as we wake up tomorrow morning, uh, everywhere are we pursuing him with our entire heart and mind. We're going to fumble and stumble and fall, but yet we abide in him and our home is with him. And so as we close this time together, I pray that we have this moment to just kind of thank Jesus for all that he's given us, the salvation that we have in him, uh, that he is coming to, has come to abide in us, but with, to help us to pursue him more and more, uh, maybe even a little bit more than yesterday, but uh, pursuing him, keeping our eyes focused on Jesus and abiding in him, and enjoying this amazing relationship that he's given us. Please pray with me. Father, I thank you for this morning that we have this picture of what it means to truly be a disciple, uh, to truly abide in you, to, to love and to be hungry and thirsty for your word, uh, that we continue to uh, pursue you, to go all in in our relationship with you. Uh, and Father, through that, what Jesus has done uh, through his shed blood that we have freedom from the sin uh, that help us to continue to push aside the sin in our life uh, and keeping our eyes focused on Jesus uh, that we continue to live for your glory in all that we do we continue to pursue you as you continue to work in us helping us to be more like you continuing to have your will be done in our life. Father, thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.